0: You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today we're going to be taking a look at this thing called the Top 25 Quarterbacks of the 2021 season. And if there is a player that A&M should have on there. And more importantly, if there isn't, who are the guys ahead of them and why are they there? This episode of On Aggies is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. Go visit RockAuto.com and type in Lockdown on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need, rockauto.com is the place to be. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Plus, I want to get more involved with our brand new listeners from the Tigna group. So, make sure you're following me there. And secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12 man related content found here on LOP, you can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, listen on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast listening systems, or listen live every single day at lockdownpodcast.com. The quarterback position is such an anomaly. I mean, I don't want to be that guy because of, again, it's not biased coming out, it's not anything out there, but it's 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 simply this. The quarterback is always going to get the love. The quarterback is always going to get the praise, and the quarterback's always going to be the guy. That's just always how it is. And sometimes it's it, it's very much warranted. I mean, let me ask you guys something, just out of curiosity. Is Clemson a national title winner if Trevor Lawrence is not the quarterback in 2018, I believe it was? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, 2018 season, 2019. It was the 2019 year. Is Trevor Lawrence there, or does Clemson win that game? Probably not. Does Ohio State go as far as they did without Justin Fields? Who's saying? I mean, honestly, I no. I would say absolutely not. But then you have guys like Kellen Mond, who I believe were a major factor into why Texas A&M's offense was successful, and guys like Sam Ellinger, who, although they have the win total, were they really the most talented players? And of course, Mac Jones, who I think is a good player. Let's get this out of the way. I think Mac Jones is a very good player. IQ, smart, great pocket awareness, great connecting kind of guy, high completion percentage guy. It doesn't mean he's a game changer at the quarterback position. It it just doesn't. It it really just doesn't. And unfortunately, Alabama won a national title. Now, again, people know I'm an Alabama alum, but at the same time, you get tired of seeing it time in and time out. And he's a product of the system not a product of the player. So the quarterback position is always an anomaly to me because if, while it does get the praise that it should, it's also a little overhyped. Now, naturally, 24-7 Sports has come out with their first look at the top QBs for the 2021 NCAA season, and there's certainly some names on there that I look at and go, okay, you know what? They deserve to be there. And then there's some names that I wonder are not. Let's go ahead and just go get this out of the way. If you're hoping for Haynes King or Zach Calzada to be on this list going into next season, don't even read it because they're not. They're not on this list. Why are they not on this list? Well, to me, it's probably because of they don't have a lot of playing experience. But I'll get to why that's a problem that while they're not on this list in a second. But let's just go through the list real fast. Devin Leary comes in at number 25. Tanner Morgan comes in at number 24. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State comes in at 23. Sean Clifford from Penn State comes in at 22. Of those names, the one that I like the most is probably either Spencer Sanders or Sean Clifford. Clifford, I think, just was a little bit in over his head last season for the Nittany Lions. I think Spencer Sanders being the guy to come in on his third year as the starter Is hopeful for a breakout campaign, but he's losing Tylen Wallace and he's losing Chuba Hubbard. After that, you have coming in at number 21, Bo Nix, number 20, Max Johnson, number 19, Lane Hatcher of Arkansas State, and number 18, Dustin Crum of Kent State. Now, there's probably a reason why some of you guys are wondering why is Max Johnson so high on this list when you don't know if T.J. Finley's going to be the starter, if Miles Brand's going to be the starter, if he's going to be the starter, if they go with the guy like maybe a. A newer guy like a Walker Kinney or an A.J. Aycock, you don't really know. But what you do know is at least there's some numbers there to go kind of back back it up. 88 of 150, 58.7 completion rating, over 1,000 passing yards, 7.1 yards per throw, eight touchdowns against one interception. His best game of the year, I think, was... yeah, um, yeah, it was the Ole Miss game. 27-51, uh, 435 passing yards, three touchdowns and interception. Only took one sack on the afternoon. So, that was, yeah, that was the best game. But compare that to a guy like Haynes King, who played a little bit last year. I mean, wasn't anything special, but he played. Uh, I think he had, what was it, 59 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. I get where you see that and go, okay, that is why we have it there. And then you compare it to Zach Calzada, who had 133 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Kind of the same thing. At least there's that. Then you have guys like Bo Nix, who are that low after being in the system for years, and you hope that with a brand new offense, he's going to be able to click. So I get that. Dustin Crum and Lane Hatcher, guys, I'm not even going to try and pretend like I know anything about them. Uh 17 was Phil Jerviak under Boston College. 16 was Matt Coral, which was a really weird one. I thought he would be a lot closer to the top 10 because of what he did last season with the Rebels. Now again, he averaged 10.2 yards per completion, uh, 2079 uh, uh, completion percentage, and he's still hoping to have a breakout year, so maybe this is it. Number 15 was Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. Number 14 was Carson Strong. A lot of people like Carson Strong. They thought that he could have been an early uh, round pick this year if he would have come out of the... NFL, uh, if you were to come out of the Wolfpack. Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina is 13. Malik Willis, that's the biggest riser, I think, next year is going to be available. Uh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati comes in at number 11. All three of these guys are kind of right there. Then you have Derek King coming in uh, at number 10. Dylan Gabriel, number 9. Bryce Young coming in at number 8. Keaton Slovis coming in at number uh, 7. Number 6 was Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. Number five is Brock Purdy. Number four is DJ Ugalalele from Clemson. Number three is JT Daniels. Number two is Sam Howell from North Carolina. And number one is Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Why is Bryce Young that high? Why is Bryce Young that high? I'm sorry. Like, I saw more from Max Johnson last season to know, okay, Max Johnson's the starter. Let's go with that. Why is Bryce Young ranked number eight? And more importantly, on top of all that, why is DJ Ugalalele... I always say that. I know I'm saying that wrong. But why is he number four? 914 yards in a system that really works, and he only did it against a team. I will give him this. He did it against a team in Notre Dame who had one of the better defenses in all of college football last year. But he played in a lot of games where he was coming in and just being... Cleanup man. He was just being cleanup man, working with second string, working with players against weaker defenses. Why is he number four? Why is a guy who went 13 to 22 with 156 yards and one touchdown in Bryce Young number eight? Why? That's a serious question I'm asking here. Why are they there? If we're gonna do that and we're gonna say that 156 yards is enough to say that you're there, why is Haynes King not on this list then? Give me a reason. Like I'm sorry, like like it's fair. You can't say that one of the best prospects to come out of high school football can be ranked in the top 10 and go 13 to 22, and he's better than all these proven guys. And a guy who went for 55 yards and was the number one pocket passing quarterback in the state of Texas and a top 10 quarterback in the recruiting class, same recruiting class, it's not ranked. You can't tell me that that's not bias coming in. You can't tell me that at that point, there's not a level of where we're talking about, oh, it's Alabama, oh, it's Clemson, they've won a lot, you're not there, you pipe down. That's exactly what I feel like when I'm reading this. Trust me, I'm not done with this, but before we talk any more about this, let me talk to you a little bit about rockauto.com. Anyone else out there who has a auto part that needs to get something fixed, sometimes has to go into the shop. You have to pay a service fee, you have to pay an installment fee, and then you have to just always tip the person when you can do it yourself if you just know where to look. Rock Auto now gives you that option of where to look when it comes to their unique catalog with everything from engine modules to tail lamps to gas brakes to any single part you need for either your daily driver or refurbishing an old classic. Rock Auto has it. Go visit them at rockauto.com and type in Lockdown on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. If you give me 25 minutes of your day, I can get you caught up on all news surrounding everything you need in the sporting realm. Well... Okay, it won't be me, but it will be somebody. It will be our brand new host, Peter Bukowski, with Locked On Today, our brand new show, getting you caught up in all major sporting things happening in the United States in 30 minutes or less. Subscribe on the Odyssey channel or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. All right, so we're talking about the article that came out earlier this week. I think it was... Thursday morning, uh, or was it Was it maybe Wednesday evening? I, either way, it came out earlier this week about the top 25 quarterbacks going into next season and where they rank. And I have some problems with it. I'm not going to spend that much, much time on it because I'm going to talk about which quarterbacks I think AM will face that could be the biggest names to watch for. And I have them ranked. I do. But I'm looking at this roster right now and I'm seeing Bryce Young from Alabama, who again, was... One of the great players of the uh, what's called uh, of the twenty twenty recruiting class. I mean, he was fantastic. I'm not gonna sit there. He was definitely up there as one of QB ones. He was up there as one of the star players. But the training wheels are coming off for the kid in week one against Miami. He got to sit all last year, and I don't think enough people are seeing what this means. You lost the key to what I think is going to make Matt, uh, Bryce Young so much better than what people were giving him out to be. And that's Steve Sarkisian. He's gone. He's in Austin. He's now in Texas. He is now a member of the Longhorns. And you get Bill O'Brien. You get Bill O'Brien who somehow managed to have issues with Deshaun Watson. Then again, Deshaun Watson is a whole other story, and we're not going to get into that about everything going on with him. But... As soon as Bill O'Brien left the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson led the NFL in passing yards. And we're going to say a kid that went 13-22 and 156 yards and t- one touchdown in seven games last year, just one, just one, is a top-10 quarterback without barely playing. That makes a lot of sense. And what makes even more sense is DJ Ugalagale. I, God, and I know i got to learn how to say that better. I really do is not going to be the number 4 quarterback in the nation. Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys real fast. I love Tony Elliott. I think Tony Elliott is a smart coach. I think he's one of these guys who's come up the right way. He's played at Clemson for years. He went back to Clemson. He became the running back's coach. Then he moved his way up to being the offense coordinator. And now he's the assistant head coach and the offense coordinator taking over for Jeff Scott. And I want him to get his opportunity. And if he makes DJ Ugalalele a amazing superstar, so be it. But I'm looking at this list right now, and I'm looking at Keldon Slovis, who in, I think it's two years now, has thrown for over 5,000 yards, 47 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions, coming in at number seven. I'm looking at Jaden Daniels, a guy who's thrown for over 3,600 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 3 interceptions, and has that speed element in just 16 games be ranked at number 6. I'm seeing Brock Purdy, who's played in 35 games, help Matt Campbell get this system thriving. 62 touchdowns, 25 interceptions, be ranked at number 5. And we're going to sit here and go, oh yeah, this kid, because he's at Clemson is number four. No. I'm sorry. It, it, it doesn't work that way with me. I will say this. I, they, they, they did get a ride on who's the best quarterback going into the SEC next season. It is JT Daniels. Hands down in, uh, I, I think it's, what is it, five games at Georgia? Four games at Georgia. You know, 1,200 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions, and he was already in the Heisman conversation when he was there at uh, USC, and he just lost out on the job. Number two is Sam Howell. Everyone knows this by now, and I don't really care. I'll say it until the top of my lungs. Sam Howell is the best quarterback in college football. Sam Howell is the best quarterback in college football. And and I got to see that last season when they faced off against him in the Orange Bowl. I don't believe in the hype for Spencer Rattler. I'm sorry, I don't, and I, I never will. And, and I know that John Williams, Locked On Sooners host, and I, we have a feud going on about this. I like John Elias, nice guy. I will never, ever, ever believe in Spencer Rattler. I will as a college player. I think that he's number three on this list, to be completely honest. I would go Sam Howell, number one. I'd go JT Daniels, number two. I'd go Spencer Rattler, number three, going into the year. But as an NFL prospect, no, I don't. I don't. I, I just don't. And that's not to say that I don't believe that he has talent. I just don't believe in him, personally. That's just my opinion. But to say that Spencer Rattler who at least played last season in 14 games and threw for uh, 3,112 yards, had 29 touchdowns against seven interceptions, is number one is at least somewhat of a valid point. You can't say the same about Bryce Young and DJ Ungalale at number eight and number four, respectively. You just can't. There's not enough starts. There was two players at those positions who could be going number 1 and number 3 in the NFL draft on April 29th, and you're going to put them that high. If we're going to put them that high, Haynes King should be at least in the top 25. Based off talent alone, and based off these blue blood schools, if we're going to put it in there, he should be in the top 25. He absolutely should. That's my argument. That is my argument here. I don't believe that that's fair. I believe if you're gonna go ahead and put someone in because of they've played in more games, that's fine. If you're gonna put someone in because of the upside potential, you're losing me. You can put them at twenty. I don't care. Put them at twenty, but you can't put them at eight and four. You don't know what they're gonna do as a full season as a starter. You also don't know what you're gonna do with Texas A&M as the full season as a starter. Any of that can happen. It really, really can. College football and basketball might be over. The NFL draft is right around the corner, but baseball and basketball still are in full swing. So why don't you go ahead and make your bets right now with betonline.ag. betonline.ag gives you the best buyouts, the best bets, and the best wagers every single time you check them on social media at betonline.ag. And with the NFL draft right around the corner, you can make your own personal bets on where you believe certain players will land. So if you want to take 800-1 to 1 odds that Justin Fields is the number two pick, come on down and sign right up. Go visit BetOnline.ag and type in the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast. i Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. With the NFL Draft right around the corner, it's time to start looking ahead at the next prop Players, and you can with the Locked on NFL Draft Show with Trevor Sycamore and Benjamin Solak and with Draft Dudes with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. These two shows will give you everything you need to know going into the final two weeks before the NFL Draft with the Jacksonville Jaguars and yeah, let's be real, the Atlanta Falcons because we know who the first day picks are, are on the clock. Subscribe wherever you get the uh, your podcast listening systems. All right, so we're talking about this article that came out by 24-7 Sports. Who are the top quarterbacks next year? Haynes King is on this list. I get it. I can't wait to see where he ranks at the end of the season because I do believe he will be on here. But looking at this list, let's talk about the quarterbacks I do think AM will have trouble with going into next season. Coming in at number one, to me, and it's probably going to surprise a lot of people, it's Matt Coral. Matt Coral has an arm. Matt Coral is motivated. Matt Coral is elusive. Matt Coral can do a lot with his legs, and Matt Coral does not go down easy. And he's with an OC who watched a kid by the name of Chad Kelly run it up on him when he was at Alabama. He watched it happen live. You don't think for one second that that was didn't eat on him. Now he's at the school where Chad Kelly embarrassed Alabama on their home turf, Brian Denny Stadium. And he's got a kid who's not Chad Kelly, but he definitely has that Chad Kelly style of play. You don't think he watched film for hours on what happened, what went wrong, why their offense wasn't able to extend the way that you saw Chad Kelly's do it? He's got that guy. AM's defense is going to be really good next year. They're going to have a ton of talent at every single position. We talk about this all the time how AM's defense, you're replacing two starters who easily are replaceable, Buddy Johnson and Bobby Brown. The reason Bobby Brown's so replaceable is because you have the guy in Jaden Peavy, who was a starter already, stepping up and being the number one defensive tackle. And guys like uh, Dallas Walker and McKinley Jackson had to fight it out for the number two spot, along with Isaiah Rakes. This is going to be a really struggling game. And the one game I was really excited to see this year was AM versus Ole Miss. Because of, I've seen the Lane Kiffin offense work at Alabama. I've seen it work at Florida Atlantic with guys like Devin Singletary as their running backs. Like, that was the star player, and they still won Conference USA. And they went to the Conference USA game, I think, what, two out of the four years he was there? Maybe three out of the four years he was there? Like, you can't tell me that that's not going to be a factor going into the next season. So yeah, to me, Matt Corral is going to be the number one quarterback you face. Number two, obvious, it's Bryce Young. It is. And I'm getting overhyped about Bryce Young at Alabama, not because I don't think that Bryce Young is a good player, but you can't put him top 10 when he loses his OC, when he doesn't have the wide receiver weapons that Mac Jones had and that Tua Tungavailoa had and that even guys like Jake Coker and Blake Sims and AJ McCarron had. You just can't put them there that high. But on talent alone, there's a reason why everyone said he could be even better than Tua. It's not just because he was Hawaii, uh, you know, coming from Hawaiian and Simone descent, It's because of the same thing you saw from Tua when he was a freshman. Young was doing that when he was 14, 15. So he's able to kind of make those kind of calls every single play. If this offense can pick up and they can get another receiver to replace the production of Smith and replace the production of Waddle, which they kind of did with John Mechie they're still going to be Alabama. Because at the end of the day, they're still Alabama. Number three is going to be a weird one, but I'm going to go with Will Rogers from Mississippi State. I think Will Rogers is a really talented player. I think Will Rogers kind of got this short end of the deal last year because if he had to take snaps with KJ Costello, and because of KJ came from a system where they had the air raid system there forever, he kind of was just thrown in and said, okay, I'll play because if I have to. But think about this. He went one, uh, for na- uh, 1977, 1,976 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions in an air rate system that requires you to pass more than you run and is okay with more turnovers because you're supposed to meet the criteria in touchdowns. He has a year to learn. He has a year under his belt. He has a year to pick it up. You look at how he played towards the end of the season, 146 passing yards, touchdown against uh, Tulsa. They got the win. They had four other games before that, and he only won one, but in each game, he threw for over 200 yards. In only one game, he threw multiple interceptions. And in the two best games, which in my opinion were Georgia, where they lost 31-24, and Ole Miss, he threw for over 300 yards, zero turnovers. Did not take that many sacks, had his highest QBR, and on top of all that, had his highest completion rating of over 70%. He has a year to learn. He has an offseason with Mike Leach. COVID took away a lot last year. I think Will Rogers is a lot better than people are giving him credit for. And number four for me is not Bo Nix, it's Max Johnson. Max Johnson's dad is Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You don't think for one second that any of that winning mentality did not rub off on his son? Give me a break. It's not going to be an easy game, but at least A&M has seen what Max Johnson can bring to the table. So there you have it. Those would be my top four guys for a to watch out for that's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, let's talk about what your questions are. It's an Ask an Aggies Friday. Send me your questions. Let me know what you want to hear at Mr. Cole Thompson. I will answer them on the podcast tomorrow. See you then. And remember, kick them, you This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.